across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Listen up, Rockstar Nation. I am going on three years now doing this podcast, and you know I've had uh, oh, well over 300 guests on here, and I hope you guys have learned a lot. I know I have learned a ton, and, and even though we try to get to all meat and potatoes and have people give actionable content on this podcast, there's only so much we can do with one interviewee and uh, there were a couple things that I seem to find that real estate industry, uh, the sales industry, it, at least in my opinion, was yearning for and one of those is a hyper, hyper, hyper focus on the listing appointments. I think there's a huge frustration out there from agents that, you know, quite frankly, lose listing appointments. It's It, it can ruin your month. One lost listing especially if it sells right away and it's a decent price can ruin your month might even ruin your year it's a, a kick in the gut and nobody wants to feel that and i think that a lot of people want to be empowered better and there's very few courses on how to you know put on a superman cape and go in there and and take the listing every single time so what i did is i interviewed eight top agents from around the world i've got five different companies represented all have been on this show so you guys know them you know, I've got Jeff Quinton, I've got Nate Martinez, Jeff Cohn, I've got Rachel Adams out of Sacramento, California, uh, Brendan Payne, Aaron West, Dan Grieb, and Saul Z. All, all super agents, all rock stars. Just completely pull back the curtain and let everybody, a camera, see how they do listing appointments. And so what I did is I took these and I broke them up. It, it was evident that everybody's listing appointment pretty much broke down the six steps and we took these six steps and broke them down into f more sub chapters. And then we created quizzes uh, that go along with them and a certification and we're calling it uh, the listing appointment certification. And it's in the finishing phases now. Uh, I don't have it for sale. And so what I thought I would do is since I haven't spent a dime on marketing yet, I will take the marketing fee and the marketing amount normally spent and just discount it for anybody that wants to sign up for it prematurely before it comes out. You don't have to pay anything now and you don't have to buy it. Just let me know now that you could consider buying it in the future and you'll get 50% uh, off. I'm going to sell for $4.99 as soon as I make it uh, public and then I'll give it to you guys for $249, $249. Bucks. All you got to do is send an email to rockstar at hyben.com, rockstar at hyben.com. I'm also uh, creating a, another product with Jeff Cohn, which is a team building product. We don't have the details of the price of that yet, but if you're interested in that, just put uh, also interested in Jeff Cohn's uh, product in the email as well. Just also interested in the team building product as well. So... I hope to get your emails and look forward to calling you a certified listing agent and a certified team agent in the future.
Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great guest today coming from the North Dallas area. I have Bettina Sestoke on the phone, and uh, Bettina is killing it there, and she has got some great insight on how she basically took her office and now works out of her home and is completely out of production and is going to share some great stuff with us and i'm excited to have her on so bettina welcome to pat hyben interviews real estate rock stars i am thrilled thrilled to be a part of this show thank you for having me so why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself bettina so they can get to know you better well i'm 43 years old have three kids 17 year old a nine-year-old and a five-year-old who are extremely active have an amazing team. We've got Kim, who's our coordinator. She's our life, basically, keeps the engine running. And Dusty's our, goodness, he keeps things, run, keeps things running in our home office. My husband, Juan, is our listing agent. And then we've got Lisa, who's our lead buyer's agent, and Estella and Colby, who've just recently joined our team. That's awesome. Everybody with really cool names. You don't have any Bills or, or Franks or Tims working there. Man, but <laughs> I'm working on it, working on it. would love it to have a Tim or a Bill or, yes. So let's get to some nitty gritty. So, so how many houses did you sell last year? We had 83 sides last year. Okay. And uh, what was your gross commission on those 83 sides? Gosh, Pat, you should have told me to look that up. I can't tell you for sure. And here's the thing. People want to talk about millions and GCIs and those big, those other numbers. But I have to tell you, I just, I like to keep it simple. So the smaller numbers that I, that I felt like I could easily track and control and talk about every week was sides, number of sides our team was doing. So if we just focus on getting sides, so we had 52 the year before, and our goal was to double. We didn't quite double, but we hit 83. So we just felt like those were numbers that I can handle. And that sounds silly, but I know a lot of people are really good at those millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm just not. It's not my thing. Hmm. What's your average sale price? Roughly. Five. How much? And you know what? And here's the thing. My coach would say, if you're a business owner, you need to know those numbers. And I have it written down and I can look it up for you. Okay. So your average sale price is what, Patina? $225. Okay. So you did 83 sides. And how many sides do you think you'll do in 2016? Same as last year. Our goal is to double. So wow. our goal is to, one, is to do 160 160 Wow. Okay. So There's the wazoozies out of me, Pat. <laughs> so okay so what obviously you know you you can't double without doing things differently what do you plan on doing differently uh to double and what did you let's start with what did you do differently last year to double your transactions well our goal this has been a long-term goal and one of the big things we did and I'm not trying to sell keller williams but surround myself with people who are very business and systems minded. And I believe joining our office and having mentors who are also growth, purposefully, purposefully thought about growth, about systems, and about leverage. That helped tremendously to be surrounded by those folks. 
Okay. So is that the same exact way you're going to double your business is simply surround yourself by other people that do more business? I mean, it, it can't work from osmosis like that, can it? Well, it helps to have conversations and figure out what you're going to implement. So one of the things we did is we hired Curator a few years back, and Jimmy Mackin and Chris Smith have been amazing in providing a system that was scalable for us. So all our back office is trackable. So we can track all our leads. We can track conversion times, conversion rates. And we've worked really hard to get good at training our agents so that their skills are phenomenal. So we have, everybody talks about the market here in North Texas and how big it is and how fast things are moving and how, and people who aren't in this market think, oh, wow, it's got to be easy for you because houses are moving so fast. I think it actually makes it a little bit tougher because you have actually have to have a higher skill set. Hmm. So when we talk to our agents, we make sure that their skill sets are phenomenal so that they're not putting in 20, because if there's 20 offers on a house, and only there's only one winner, there's only one house, right? So yeah. there's only one winner. So you have to be good at communicating to your buyer so that your buyer knows what kind of offer to put in so that they can be a winner. Wow. Okay, so let me slow it down here. So first thing is... You hired Curator. Okay, so tell me exactly what this back-end system does for you. Is there, is it just kind of like a team communication tool? Are there videos to train the team? What all are you getting for what you are paying for or paid for? Oh, gosh. Well, I get access to Chris and Jimmy, which they're amazing and wonderful and their team. So they do our website. From our website, we can do blogs, and we basically, we're currently copy-pasting from Keeping Current Matters just because I'm not a blog writer, and so that way I have blog content. Then we boast, the, um, boost those onto our Facebook page, which makes us look like we're, act we, we're realtors, right? And then we also, they teach us how to do property posts on Facebook and how to generate leads on Facebook, sellers and buyer leads, which is extremely helpful. We're finding that our Facebook leads are probably have the best return on investment because we also do Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Okay, so they're mainly helping you with the, with marketing. Marketing, right? and they also um, they integrate Follow Up Boss with the website, with the Facebook, and then we use Better Voice for our calls, text to sign, capture, so a lot of data captures systems wow. and all that. Wow, there's some great meat and potatoes here. So, so Follow Up Boss curator better voice and i'll try to put links to all of this to make it easy for everybody on hybendigital.com backslash bettina b-e-t-t-i-n-a or just go to hybendigital.com and type in bettina so i'll put links to this so a couple other things you said so you, you know you name those things that's what they're doing for you on that front now is there also a team uh, communication part of it or who do you what do you use for that well, we do, we have our private Facebook group that's just for our team and folks that we've invited who can help us grow our team and communication. And we do, we do Facebook. And then we also use Trello. Wow. Okay. So tell me, what is Trello? Trello? Oh my gosh. Trello is awesome. Let me just tell you. It's, uh, what is Trello? Uh, Trello it's is. It's an app. It's an app. Um, it's an app. 
um, it's a website, so you can get it on your phone, your your tablet, anywhere like that. And you set up these little boards, and then in the boards you can have cards, and then you can assign different people to different cards. So, like I have our Homestar Sellers board, which has all our coming soon's, under contracts, buyers closed, all of that, and that way the whole team can get can look on this one whiteboard. Well, what it is, it used to we used to have a huge whiteboard in our office, and our goal is to go virtual. And um, Jimmy said, Bettina, come on. <laughs> you got to get, get in the cloud. So he introduced <laughs> us to Trello. And it has been the best thing because very often people ask me about some, I want to know something about our business, and I would have to go into the office to take a look. Now, no matter where I'm at, I can get an idea of my board because it's online. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a great thing for projects. I actually use it. I was just asking for the benefit of our audience, but uh, it's a great thing for projects. If you guys are doing projects, you have multiple things, multiple companies or multiple listings or whatever. It's a, it's a way to keep track of a lot of different things at once in the cloud. Now, Bettina, tell me about keeping current matters because you use that for your blog postings and the content that you put out on Facebook. And I think that's a big thing. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to write a blog or I don't want to type some long, boring thing out. I've got time for that. Uh, what is Keeping Current Matters? It's blog content written by professionals and it has photos. So everything that you're supposed to do in a blog, some of them are short, some of them are long. And Chris's Jimmy have done the analytics of the ideal blog, the number of words. I think... I think they said 2,500-ish is ideal. So some of them are that long, but some of them are short. But it's just how to, we just got to get front of mind. And I can do mailers, but Facebook is really the best way. If we can just grow our Facebook audience, it's cheap and it's easy. And it's mainly content about the real estate market, like the national real estate market. Thank you, Pat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so you can look like an expert. And there's all kinds of really cool – what it is, it's kind of like graphics, right? I mean, there's really cool charts that you can cut and paste and, and, and cut out or, or use the whole thing. I mean, it makes it look like you sat there and did this really cool analysis, and it's very visual and colorful. You're absolutely right. Thank you. And you pay a monthly fee for it, by the way. And what I'll do is I'll – um, it's only like what, like 20 bucks a month or something? It's nominal because if you look at the amount of time that you would spend doing a blog, this makes so much more sense. Yeah. I'll put a link to that on hybendigital.com backslash Bettina as well. Okay. So Bettina, interesting thing. You got into this business at the worst possible time. You got, when, you got in in 2008, right? When everything was falling apart. Oh, yeah. It was great. That was an amazing opportunity for my husband and I. Our overhead was low and we just got in. And what we noticed is that realtors were complaining about the market. And we're like, why? I'm bringing you a buyer. Can we just talk about this deal? And I think it made our skill set so much better, especially on the listing side. Because we knew that we had to be better than everybody else in order to get attention on our listings. It just made us better. What did you do before that? My husband and I owned, uh, ran a soccer academy. No kidding. You yeah, he used to be a professional soccer player. So what do you do when you're a retired soccer player? Exactly. You coach. So I I helped him with that. I was the admin. I ran everything, and he ran the coaches. And 
it was a great business, but what we realized was we had lots of quality time during the school day, but after school, weekends, holidays, he was coaching, he was on the fields, and we knew we were going to have more children, and we wanted to make sure that we had time for our children. Wow. And so you saw real estate as the gateway to that. It would give you some control. And since then, how many children have you had now that you've been a full-time real estate team, husband and wife, since 2008? We've had two. We had Sebastian. No, wait. He was, let's see, he was young. I was still nursing him at the time. And then since then, we had Ava. Wow. Okay. So that's really cool. And, and it's good that real estate, real estate career allowed you to do that. And now, you do you work out of an office now? You work out of your house? How's that working? We run our team out of our home. It's not for everybody. We're very family style. So on Wednesdays, I, I fix breakfast. Everybody comes in at 9, fix a plate, makes coffee, chit-chats, 9.15, we start our meeting. And our, our goal is to get out promptly at 11, and we're done. And then everybody can stick around for as long as they like, stay for lunch, whatever's left over in the fridge, they're welcome to. So everyone's kind of like an extension of your family. They know your kids. They see your kids. Your, your employees are walking in in the morning Hey, how how you doing, Ava, or, or or whatever? You know, they they know your family. Your family knows them. Absolutely. Well, it's such a great opportunity for our children. I think as well is to see these amazing people that we have have been able to get as part of our lives, and they're great role models. So I couldn't. This is a dream come true for me. So uh, you know, let me ask you about that because you know it's funny. You know, real estate. I see two voices of opinions on real estate with family and teams. I see one where you have a bunch, you know, and we've interviewed several on this call where their whole families are involved and the thought process is, hey man, real estate is a great opportunity to build wealth because the commissions are so high and and you can invest in properties and it's just anybody could do it. You don't need a college degree. You can be 18 years old and just, you know, start killing it in the real estate business and it's just this great opportunity to have a lifestyle that you might not normally have if you have a salary job somewhere and then i see the other side of the camp where people are like you know what i wouldn't wish this business on anyone because although i've done well and made a lot of money uh, it consumed me and it consumed my family and consumed me as a person with regards to free time and and stress and things like that. So you've obviously already consciously decided to take the former scenario and say, you know, this is a great opportunity for my kids. This is a great opportunity for my future and my the future of my family. So why don't you talk on that side of it and give your rally cry for that point of view? Well, I think part of it also is my dad had a business in Thailand and I grew up in that business and when I was a baby the people who for a lot of the people that worked for him that was their first job and when he sold his company they retired that the only person a good portion of those folks that that he employed they only worked for him their entire lives and I got to grow up in that environment where they knew me since I was a child and so that, that was my extended family. And that was such a great opportunity for me to see. And I would love for me to be able to grow my leadership skills so that I too can grow a business like that, that people want to stay 
and my kids can grow up in as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, it's it's work in progress, isn't it? <laughs> it always is. It, life is a road under construction. That's what uh, one of our guests, Elaine Northrop, always says. So what would you say is the one thing that helped you? Or let's say, what is your number one lead source right now? The best ROI is always going to be our sphere of influence. Mm. And what is your sphere of influence? Who is your sphere of influence? Past clients, people that we knew from soccer, friends that we meet, people who like and trust us. So how are you reaching out to, say, the soccer community? Well, let me tell you how we grew our business. We grew our business on, on the Buffini system. Okay. The mayor campaign, you know, the oh, by the way. Yep, yep. Campaign. It's amazing. So that's how we grew our business. And we went through a phase where we shifted and we pulled away from it but we're going we're getting back into it because we didn't intentionally it was just we didn't weren't as purposeful about it those pop buys man what a doozy but we just got to get back into it so our friend we bought 80 girl scout cookies from our friend and doggone it we're going to hand deliver those girl scout cookies because that's our joy that's that's our community. Those are our friends. Those are the people who like and love us. And those are the people that we love working with. And I don't know. That, I think that's just the best way to start and continue. So you, I you've got. And I, I would not have dropped that so quick. Okay. So you've got uh, your top 80 people maybe. Then you're going you're gonna to go by, knock on their door, and give them a free box of Girl Scout cookies. Whatever it is. We went, uh, I think for Thanksgiving, we gave them a coffee cup. Shauna had made this really cute tea, homemade tea, and we put it in there and decorate it. We try to have fun with it. And then in March, we're going to do, you know, it's the luck of the Irish. So we're going to, we pop a thing in the mail with a lottery ticket. So if you just Google Brian Buffini, pop by ideas or ideas or Buffini ideas, there's a ton of amazing creative people that we can copy from. Absolutely. And how do you decide what 80 to give those to? The ones that are naturally in your life. I think that when you, when you close your eyes and you imagine who you're going to have a party with, who do you want to invite to your party? Them. Mm. Hmm. Right. The gregarious ones, right? <laughs> well, it, the way you're supposed to grow your business is you're supposed to categorize them A, B, and C. A plus, they've referred you multiple times. A, they've referred you. B, they would refer you. They just need a little training. C, D, delete. Right? <laughs> D delete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It only makes sense, right? And the people that are most talkative are going to be your best referral sources or gregarious. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to invite 100 bookworms to your party because they'll just sit around and read books or play their video games, right? So, so you do have to think like that. The high eyes or the high, you know, ID is oh. important. You want important people and you want social people. Yes. And in, in a perfect world, but, you know, I'm kind of, that's the way you're supposed to do it, but I have a tendency to just lean on the people that I like. <laughs> yeah, well, the people that you like are probably like you, right? <laughs> so, so, and you're a social person. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. So, what book are you reading now? One thing. Man, that, I'm actually rereading that on Audible. Well, does it count that I'm listening to it on Audible? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Okay. 
one thing. The next one's going to be 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by Maxwell. I'm going to reread that one. or re um, I haven't done that one in years, and I love that one. It's a, it's a good one. But one thing, man, that's a good one. So willpower, you know, under stress, your willpower goes down significantly. Mm. So here's the thing. I put on a lot of weight last year. Hmm. I might have been under some stress. I don't know. But that would explain why my willpower was way down. So since I read the one thing, I'm like, okay, I got to reduce my stress. And then my willpower will go up. And then when my willpower goes up, I can accomp actually accomplish so much more. Yeah, yeah. And in reality, you know, you know, eating a sweet or eating a French fries may have been how you reduced your stress. So you were reducing your stress, but the, the key, I guess, is to reduce your stress by something positive rather than negative, like, like exercise, right? Yeah, that's on the list. <laughs> and then it has two benefits, and then it gives you stronger willpower. So it's like a snowball that kind of grows. Absolutely. Oh, Pat, talk about good books. Miracle Morning. Yes, yes, very good. Now, are you doing the Miracle Morning? I was doing it, and then I went on a cruise, and I slacked. So I need to get back on that wagon. I mean, gosh, I wish I w I really, 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 really wish I could told you I was conquering everything that I wanted to conquer. But it's a cycle. Yeah, it always is. So, so tell me about, like, how how your team is set up like you you're not in production you're the one that's delivering the girl scout cookies right you're the one that's you're the rainmaker you're creating the rain what does everybody else do no oh just to clarify i do not deliver girl scout cookies typically you don't uh, okay who does my husband <laughs> okay so your husband's a rainmaker my husband yeah I, we're all rainmakers we all should be rainmakers the mm -hmm. whole team and then so what is your role I'm support. I want to, my goal is to help make sure all the systems to improve our systems and improve our skill sets. So my goal is to identify areas that the, that everybody could actually be more productive in. And then we do that through tracking. So mm. we track the number of calls we make, we num um, the number of appointments we set, the number of buyers 101s that we actually do, the number of uh, contracts we write, the number of contracts executed, the contract number of contracts that go to pending, and the number of contracts that are sold. Because everything, if we just surround everything around appointments, and this is in the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, so this is something that I learned Brett Caldwell just taught us. And so we track these numbers, and then we can see where the ratios are. And so we know at the very beginning, we have to be able to get really good at setting those appointments. But then if we realize we set 10 appointments, but only two stick, we did not add value enough to where the person would actually want to go on that appointment with us. That's a skill set we need mm. to move on. What, what is a buyer 101? Buyer 101. Okay. So when somebody needs to put a contract on a house, so, so buyers have this idea that our job is to show them houses. I'm so sorry, but that is like the that is so little of what we, of our value, but they don't know that, right? So we kind of, we go over and we go visit. We want to make sure that the first time they see the contract isn't the first time they're putting an offer on a house. So we go over the entire contract and, and the benefits of each line, right? Mm. Yeah. Like this money, what does this mean to the seller? Option period, what does this mean to the seller? 
Because in this very competitive seller's market, a buyer has to be strongly educated so they know expect exactly what to expect, right? So that when they go in and they actually find the house that they want and they do put in the offer, they can win. And the Buyers 101 sets them up for success. So, okay, so that's your market now, really, where, where it's, a, it's a massive seller's market in Dallas? Yes. Hmm. And is that all price ranges are like that? Under six, it slows down under 600. And, and are you I mean, over 600? I'm sorry. Over, over 600. And are you really, and, and you're getting houses, house comes on the market, let's say it's four and a quarter, 20 offers? In the spring, that's the way it was in the spring. There's folks who are a lot smarter than I am that are expecting it again this spring to be really, really hot again. We have a lot of relocation coming here, and I don't believe new construction can really give up. I mean, keep up. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know what we've been telling sellers to do? This is what we, this is crazy. So this is what we're we're saying we're suggesting. We're not telling them to do, but something to consider, and it's working out for a lot of sellers because. A lot of times a seller has a hard time wanting to list their home because where are they going to go? So we're like, hey, just take a look at new construction, right? It's not going to be ready for six months. So this was in November. We'll list your house in the spring. The new construction will be ready. The value will probably go up by then. This is because this is what we've found to be true so far. And you're then we can sell your house at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and the thought is, what do, you, what do you sell it fast and then rent it back until the house is done? Yeah, to the seller. To the seller, right, right, right. Okay, so that's kind of how you're getting some listings where normally they might wait until the fall. Well, yeah, because a lot, they're just scared. I think most people want to move forward. We, they just need a solution. So the new construction is a great solution for them. Hmm. And so, most people don't think that they can do new construction. They, it didn't even cross their mind. So what do you tell me? Let's say I'm a buyer and I come to you. I said, Bettina, listen, you know, I want to buy a house. Um, but uh, we did this last spring and uh, we lost out on five in a row. And uh, we just decided to rent another year because uh, we didn't like the emotion of it because we'd fall in love with these houses and we couldn't get them. How can I buy a house this spring? What are you going to buyer 101 me? What are you going to tell me to do specifically so that I win the first time around this year? Well, one of the things that we do that I think makes the biggest difference is when we show, let's say we go show five properties and there's four or five properties that you did not like. We'll actually follow up with the listing agent and ask them, hey, do you have any offers on that house? Did they go over list price? How many offers did you get? Right? That yeah, way they get, they get a pulse of the market today. And then we go back to the buyer and we say, hey, you know the house number one that you didn't like? They have five offers. <laughs> and you hate it. You thought it was a dog and they have five offers. You, you know, Exactly. And this way, they have an update on all the properties. They know what the market is today. We're not talking about statistics. Yeah, so then they go to find something that they fall in love with. And they're like, man, if, if those three houses that we didn't even like because one of them backed the power lines and the other one only had one full bath upstairs, we didn't even like those. They weren't even as good as this. And they had three and five offers. I need to be ready for Freddie when I put my offer in on this. Exactly. And we, and we try to get as much information about the winning offer as we can. So 
sometimes we can get a bit, quite a bit, sometimes we can't. But the whole point is to educate the buyer as much as possible, more than just, because it can't be us telling them what to do. Because if it's us telling them what to do, they actually win the offer, mm. right? Yeah. And, they, and then they're like, I went too much, too high. I did the wrong thing. My realtor is being overzealous. Right. And it can't be that way. It has to ultimately. And I really, really, truly believe that given the opportunity, people will do what's best for them if they just have the information. Yeah, you got to set it up right because you're, you're damned as a realtor. I mean, if you lose, if you don't win, they're mad at you or they'll shop around the realtors. And if they feel like you overpaid, they'll be mad at you as well. Right. Or, or they feel like you're too pushy or selling them too much. Like you better get it before it goes. If they feel like you're lying or just making that up, they're going to be turned off by that. Right. So we just give them facts. So we, I guess we spend a lot of time educating them up front from the very beginning. Yeah. Just, just giving them that information, which I'm not convinced that everybody does. It takes a lot of upfront time and energy, but mm. it pays off in the long run for everybody. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, let's wrap this up, Bettina, with 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 something funny here. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell you out a little bit. The, one of the things that you have when you work out of your house with small kids is you lack some privacy sometimes. So tell everybody where you're doing this Skype call from today. <laughs> from my closet. So you walked into your closet, you walk in closet and shut the door and you're surrounded by clothes right now? I'm surrounded by clothes and I'm thinking I probably need to clean out the floor in my closet. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I guess none of us, you know, actually lie down on the floor with a computer in our closet that often. So Well, the deal is on Tuesday, Thursday, I homeschool. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my solid work days Tuesday Thursday a homeschool so the kids are taking a 30 minute break right now oh wow well I'm glad we got you in thank you so much I appreciate your time you've mentioned many actionable items and that's what we look for on this show you've mentioned many things that real estate agents listening out there could could grab onto and work with immediately I really appreciate your candor I wish you the best of luck and uh, I wish you the ability to win every buyer frenzy that has 20 offers on it. I, I, I hope you win them all. You know what? We have an amazing team who truly, truly, truly care. And I love each and every one of them. And Pat, thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I really is. I'm just so honored and thrilled. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Bettina. All right. Bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal-setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. Listen up, Rockstar Nation. I am going on three years now doing this podcast. And you know, I've had uh, oh, well over 300 guests on here. And I hope you guys have learned a lot. I know I have learned a ton. And, and even though we try to get to all meat and potatoes, 
and have people give actionable content on this podcast. There's only so much we can do with one interviewee. And uh, there were a couple of things that I seem to find that real estate industry, uh, the sales industry, it, at least in my opinion, was yearning for. And one of those is a hyper, hyper, hyper focus on the listing appointments. I think there's a huge frustration out there from agents that, you know, quite frankly, lose listing appointments. It's It, it can ruin your month. One lost listing, especially if it sells right away and it's a decent price, can ruin your month. It might even ruin your year. It's a, a kick in the gut and nobody wants to feel that. And I think that a lot of people want to be empowered better. And there's very few courses on how to, you know, put on a Superman cape and go in there and, and take the listing every single time. So what I did is I interviewed eight top agents from around the world. I've got five different companies represented. All have been on this show. So you guys know them. You know, I've got Jeff Quinton. I've got Nate Martinez, Jeff Cohn. I've got Rachel Adams out of Sacramento, California. Uh, Brendan Payne, Aaron West, Dan Grieb, and Saul Z. All, all super agents, all rock stars. Just completely pull back the curtain and let everybody, a camera, see how they do listing appointments. And so what I did is I took these and I broke them up. It, it was evident that everybody's listing appointment pretty much broke down to six steps. And we took these six steps and broke them down into f more sub-chapters. Then we created quizzes uh, that go along with them and a certification, and we're calling it uh, the listing appointment certification. And it's in the finishing phases now. I don't have it for sale. And so what I thought I would do is since I haven't spent a dime on marketing yet, I will take the marketing fee and the marketing amount normally spent and just discount it for anybody that wants to sign up for it prematurely before it comes out. You don't have to pay anything now and you don't have to buy it. Just let me know now that you could consider buying it in the future and you'll get 50% uh, off. I'm gonna sell for $4.99 as soon as I make it uh, public and then I'll give it to you guys for $249, $249. Bucks. All you gotta do is send an email to rockstar at hybin.com, rockstar at hybin.com. I'm also uh, creating a, another product with Jeff Cohn, which is a team building product. We don't have the details of the price of that yet, but if you're interested in that, just put uh, also interested in Jeff Cohn's uh, product in the email as well. Just also interested in the team building product as well. So I uh, hope to get your emails and look forward to calling you a certified listing agent and a certified team agent in the future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.